Good morning, everybody. It's really, really good to, to see you all. Um, yeah, I don't like to interrupt when you're catching up, having conversations, but um, yeah, it's really good to be together. Um, it's a real honor to be able to be um, sharing um, with us today. It was fantastic during our time of worship, wasn't it, as well, to be reminded. I love that word that um, God brought through Ruth about how God sees us, just being reminded of um, God sees us as righteous, holy, uh, and then just being encouraged that you know, how we see ourselves. And even just in the simple words of the, that, the song that we were singing, God is so good, um, to be reminded that God is good. Um, and even through our songs this morning, being reminded of his faithfulness, the fact he's our cornerstone, and that's something that I'm going to be looking at again and the foundations again this morning. Um, hope you'll agree that I think uh, that Rian did a fantastic job um, last week um, introducing us to the topic of foundations and Jesus as our cornerstone. Um, she was looking at um, how in the Old Testament it prophesied about the coming um, of Jesus in the New Testament and he was the coming king and he was going to fulfill that and he would be um, the cornerstone. Um, and you know we have our foundations of our faith don't we as well um, you know, salvation, repentance, and they're all built um, upon Jesus. Um, she described um, Jesus as the foundation of foundations, um, the ultimate foundation, and Jesus as our cornerstone. And if you remember as well, she used that little bit of an analogy, didn't she, with our, that our children and where they're at with their, um, their reading ages, and relating that to where we might be with um, our foundations, our foundations of faith. You know, we might be in the early stages. We might have been a Christian for many, many years and feel um, more confident. But, you know, it doesn't really matter where we are, does it? Where we are at the moment. I think what's important is um, where, we're, where we're going, um, where we're, what we're pursuing. Um, and no matter how um, kind of mature or confident we might feel in our foundation I'm sure you'll all agree that doesn't mean that there's more for us to do that doesn't mean that we can't be further strengthened in those foundations um, and you might be thinking at this point well I sound quite loud now um, you might be thinking at this point oh foundations again is, is that really that exciting do we have to look at foundations again isn't that a bit dull or boring can't we just look at something like miracles or evangelism or I don't know, Jesus, the returning of Jesus? Well, that's part of our foundations, isn't it? Um, and if you're thinking that, can, I can understand why. Um, I think we've got even, a, have we got a picture of some foundations here um, on the slide? And if you look at that, yeah, you might be thinking, yeah, it's not, not all that exciting, perhaps. Or for most of us, anyway, who aren't civil engineers, at this point, maybe James is getting quite exciting and thinking, oh, you know, that, is that rebar sized correctly and all that kind of thing. But for most of us, Maybe it's not, not that exciting, but um, hopefully I can um, inspire us, hopefully, and encourage us in that today, that we can get excited about foundations, that we can value foundations, not the hole in the ground type, the foundations in, in Jesus and in our faith type. Um, so I thought it'd be great just to, to start by looking a little bit from the, from the Old Testament, a story from the Old Testament that talks about um, foundations. And this is taken from the book of Ezra. Um, and the kind of backdrop to the story is this is um, 50 years after the, the Babylonians had destroyed Jerusalem uh, and the temple. Um, and many of God's people had been taken out into exile in a foreign land. And they'd lost the promised land. They'd lost the temple um, that represented um, God's presence. 
but King Cyrus, who was a, a Persian king at the time, had given permission for some of the Jews to return back to Jerusalem and rebuild the temple. So this is where we pick up these verses from Ezra 3. This is Ezra 3 uh, from verse 8. In the second month um, of the second year after the arrival at the house of God in Jerusalem, Zerubbabel, son of Sheltiel, Joshua, son of Jehozadak, and the rest of the people, the priests and the Levites, and all who had returned from captivity to Jerusalem, began the work. They appointed Levites, 20 years old and older, to supervise the building of the house of the Lord. Joshua and his sons and brothers, and Kadimael and his sons, descendants of Hodaviah, and the sons of Henadad, and their sons and brothers, all Levites, joined together in supervising those working on the house of, of God. When the builders laid the foundation of the temple of the Lord, the priests and their vestments and with trumpets and the Levites, the sons of Asaph, with cymbals took their place to praise the Lord, as described by King David of Israel. With praise and thanksgiving they sang to the Lord, He is good, His love towards Israel endures forever. And this is the key bit next. And all the people gave a great shout of praise to the Lord because the foundations of the house was laid. All the people gave a great shout because the foundations had been laid. And you might be thinking at that point, wasn't that a bit premature? You know, all they done is dug a few holes in the ground, maybe laid some footings, some stone. And at that point, they were celebrating, they were rejoicing. Was that really kind of worthy of celebrating at that point? Um, but I think... The importance in that, what that represents is they, they've identified um, the potential you know, t- future temple that's going to be built on those foundations. Presumably they've done a pretty good job with those foundations as well. You know, so they saw the future potential. They knew some, that was going to establish something new and representing God's presence. And hopefully, you know, we um, as followers of Christ, those Christians, we can get excited and about our foundations. We can ra- value those foundations because of what they enable. Because they enable God's spirit to work in our lives. God's spirit to build the church. To build his kingdom in Withenshaw, in Manchester, in the nation. That when those foundations are solid, his kingdom will be built upon those. It's interesting if we look at the, the next verse following on from those though. because Following on to verse 12, it says this. But many of the older priests and Levites and heads of the um, family heads who'd seen the former temple wept aloud. When they saw the foundations of the temple being laid, um, while many shouted for joy, no one could distinguish the sound of the shouts of joy um, from the sounds of weeping because the people made such a noise and the sound was heard far away. So it's interesting, isn't it? Some, Some of the older people who'd seen these foundations being laid were actually distraught, they were upset, so perhaps because they didn't think that this, this new temple was going to compare with what they remember from previous, from days of old, that old temple, perhaps they were thinking this isn't going to compare. But actually if we look in Haggai, the book of Haggai chapter 2, um, he addresses this by how God speaks to him and what he says. And I think there's some really key things for us to take from this passage as well in Haggai. Um, so this is Haggai chapter 2. Um, from verse 1. On the 20th day of the seventh month, the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai. Speak to Zerubbabel, son of Sheltiel, governor of Judah, to Joshua, son of Josadak, the high priest, and to the remnant of the people. Ask them, 
Who of you is left who saw the house in its former glory? How does it look to you now? Does it not seem to you like nothing? But now be strong, Zerubbabel, declares the Lord. Be strong, Joshua, son of Jehoshadak, the high priest. Be strong, all you people of, of the land, declares the Lord. And work, for I am with you, declares the Lord Almighty. This is what I covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt. And my spirit remains among you. Do not fear. And that's, that's a call to us today. It was a call to the prophet in that time to speak to those people. But it's also a call to us today, isn't it? A call to be strong. And a promise that he is with us. That his Holy Spirit is with us. And that is how we can be strong. And then it goes on to verse 6. This is what the Lord Almighty says. And a little while... I will once more shake the heavens and the earth, the sea and the dry land. I will shake all the nations, and what is desired by the nations will come. And I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord Almighty. The silver is mine, the gold is mine, declares the Lord Almighty. The glory of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house, says the Lord Almighty. And in this place I will grant peace, declares the Lord Almighty. So... Haggai was addressing that there when he was saying, the glory of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house. So he was saying this new temple will have a greater glory. And I think there's something for us in that as well, that we will see greater glory as we have those firm foundations in God. We will see, and we see a greater glory, don't we, in this day than they had in the Old Testament. We see the manifest presence of the Holy Spirit poured out upon all of us, upon sons and daughters, young and old. We live in that today. And of course, you know, in contrast to the, the Old Testament, you know, we don't have that physical temple anymore, do we? You know, we, the church, we, his people, are the temple. We are where he dwells. And each of us, as stones of that temple, we make up that temple. And, and of course, the cornerstone being Jesus. The cornerstone, that reference point. Jesus is our reference point. He's the origin. And then to go back to an engineering kind of terminology, you might not be familiar with this word. Another word is datum that we use in engineering as a reference point. He's the datum, the origin. And in, when you've got a, an engineering drawing or a plan, that datum point, that origin, is how you work out where everything should be in relation to that point. Where you, how you should know where everything goes. The orientation, the direction. I'm sure Akin's familiar this one with his, his blueprints from um, building his house. He knows all about the importance of... Um, you know, the dimensions, the orientation, the reference points. And what does that mean for us today? It means that Jesus is our reference point. He's the one that helps us determine the direction, the right way to go, how to orientate our, our lives, how to um, approach things. He's our example. You know, when we're struggling to be sacrificial, when we're struggling with different things, where to go. He is our source. He is our inspiration, our strength. You know, and as we heard in those words from Haggai, he's the one who makes us strong. You know, when we see a shaking in our lives, and we see, we certainly see a shaking in the nations at the moment, don't we? You know, cost of living crisis, wars, um, famines, all sorts of situations across the world. We see that shaking. We see, we see those struggles in the nations. And I think when we see that, we need to come to the word, don't we? And I want to reflect on these words from another prophet, from the prophet Isaiah 28, 16. So this is what the sovereign Lord says. See, I lay a stone in Zion, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone, 
for a sure foundation. The one who relies on it will never be stricken with panic. A tested stone, a tested cornerstone, that is Jesus. Jesus went through testing, didn't he? He was tempted. He was rejected. He experienced loss, disappointment. But through all of it, Jesus stood firm. He didn't sin. He didn't waver. He continued with God's plan and purpose. You know, we see an example of that, don't we, when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, just, just before he was about to give his, his very life. He asked, if you're willing, take this cup from me. He asked God, can, is there any other way? Is there any other way that this can happen? But then he went on to say, yeah, not my will, but yours. And he was faithful, wasn't he? He was faithful to continue in God's purpose for him. We can rely on Jesus. We can trust in Jesus. We can trust him with our lives. He is that sure foundation and he won't move. He won't let us down. He will never let us down. We sing that, don't we? I can't remember which song, but we sing, you'll never let me down. You'll never let me down. And next, I just want to reflect on a, um, a parable of Jesus, um, which relates to this, which relates to him being our cornerstone, him being our foundation, a firm place to put our feet. Um, and this is Matthew um, chapter 7, a parable I'm sure you'll be familiar with. This is what it says in Matthew chapter 7. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who builds his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against his house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. You know, all of us will go through storms at some point in our life, we'll go through difficulties, we'll go through challenges. Now, Jesus himself even warned us of that, didn't he? He said that in this tr- world you will have trouble. But then he went on to say, take heart, I've overcome the world. But he did say you will have trouble. So how are we able to, to stand firm? By having a solid foundation, by having that firm foundation um, and as I was looking into kind of foundations, trying to understand them a little bit more, I'm sure I don't know anywhere near as much as James or Akin about foundations, but this is, this is just a short definition of what a foundation is, what the purpose of it is. A foundation distributes the weight of a building to the ground. Therefore, by transferring a building's lo- load far into the ground, it offers stability to the building and it helps it to avoid overloading on any part of the structure. Now, we can choose to put our foundations in all sorts of places, can't we? We could choose to put it in our, in our wealth, in our belongings, in our, maybe our intelligence, um, our skills, our friendships, our connections. It could be any place that we could put our foundations, put our trust. But all of these foundations, they're all like those sand, aren't they? When a storm comes, they can't be trusted. They'll be washed away. When a shaking comes, they'll easily fall away. But in contrast, you know, when we have our firm foundations upon the rock of Jesus and his word to us, when those storms come, we'll be able to stand firm. We'll stand firm on him because we will not be shaken. And if we look at the same account um, from Matthew, if we look at that in um, Luke chapter 6, it's just got a slightly different wording, slightly different um, angle that I thought would be good to highlight to us. In Luke 6, 46 to 48, 
Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say? As for everyone who comes to me and hears my word and puts them into practice, I will show you what they are like. They are like a man building a house who's dug down deep and laid the foundation on rock. When a flood came, the torrent of water that struck the house could not be shaken because it was well built. They dug down deep and laid a foundation on the rock. And to me, that speaks of, of putting in time, of putting in effort, of putting energy into digging those firm foundations. It's not something that will just happen like that. But actually, we need to put effort, we need to invest in those foundations. And as I said earlier, no matter how long we've been a Christian, I think we can still come to those foundations again and again and and be strengthened. And we can come to Jesus again and be strengthened in our relationship with him, our understanding of the word and who he's called us to be. You know, I trust that for us, we have that desire to dig down deep. Um, And maybe you're thinking, but I've been, you know, I've been Christian for so all these years. Is it? You know, the, the, the analogy of a foundation only goes so far, doesn't it? With a, with a building, you've kind of got to do your foundation first and then build on top of that. It's a bit hard to kind of to, to redo the foundation once you've got the building. But you can reinforce the building. You can strengthen it. You know, and likewise, with our foundations in God, with our foundations in the Word and, and Jesus, we can strengthen them. We can reinforce them. We can come to them again. And maybe for some of us, you know, there can be a slight adjustment and, oh, this is what I... This is what I had seen. This is what I had understood. But actually, God, maybe you're realigning me. You're making adjustments in in me. You're strengthening me in who you've called me to be, who you've called us to be as a church family. So, yeah, just to give a little bit of insight, you know, some of the things that we want to come and look at together as a a church community um, in the coming weeks and months are the the, the basis of our faith, our salvation, repentance, uh, baptism, things like the gospel of the kingdom, um, the role of uh, apostles and prophets amongst us, our values and our vision as King's Church as well. Uh, and as Rian mentioned last week, we're going to be taking the whole of November week by week to look at those foundations in depth and we'll have opportunity to dig down deep into those and to, to ask questions, with grapple with some of those things. So you know, our heart and our prayer, my heart and prayer is in this coming season that you know, as we look at foundations again, that we'll be strengthened in our faith. We'll grow in, grow in confidence of who God has called us to be, who God has said he is, who's God says that we are, both, both as individuals and as a church family. And I'm really in faith that as we grow these foundations, as we strengthen them, that we'll see something strong built upon that, that we'll see God's kingdom built upon that, and that'll have implications for how we, how we build as a church family. And just to go back to finish off um, those words of Haggai, the glory of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house says the Lord Almighty, and in this place I will grant peace. That is my prayer, that's my hope, that we'll see greater glory. We'll see greater glory in these days in in Withenshaw, in Manchester, and that we will see peace even in a time of cost of living crisis. We can declare peace over our lives. We can declare peace over our communities because we're built on that solid foundation of Jesus, that solid foundation of who he is. So just as we, as we close now, we're going to take opportunity to, to declare that together. Um, so we're going to sing a song together that's um, declaring that, that Jesus of that cornerstone of our lives. 
Um, so I'll invite the, the worship team up together and, and we're going to sing together. And I think, yeah, the response will be not just now, but in the coming weeks and months as we again look at those foundations together and challenge one another, grow as a church community together. Amen.